Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you. Got to be a cold weekend, buddy. We get twenties. Get some twenties here coming up. Yeah, buddy. Tom Wang's in for a rude awakening coming in from Mexico. He's a little twenty-eight for that ass. I, for one, will embrace it. Winter lasts very short periods of time in the uh, South, so embrace while you can. Speaking of Twitter at Jay Cameron Show, good work uh, referencing the two matchups that uh, have taken place. I was reading a story in, in the fifth quarter, and um, I was reminded that um, back in the day, as a young lad, I watched the Bucks lose heartbreakingly and have two touchdowns called back against the Rams for the right to go to the Super Bowl and play the Steelers, where we would have gotten killed. This is the ninth playoff meeting between Green Bay and San Francisco. Two previous playoff matchups between the Bucks and the Rams combined to score under 26 points. I think the first one, uh, the one I'm referencing, obviously, was the was the 9 to nothing loss for the Bucks, and then the other was uh, the famed Bird Emanuel game, which I'm still angry about. And it led to a rule change, as we recall, which, uh, you know, at that time, really thought we were going to go on the road and get that win. Didn't happen. Florida State-Miami tomorrow. Touched on it. First of the hour, touch on it again here. The two teams, kind of fun to note, serve as the thorn in the side of those that hold basketball on high in the triangle because they are 1-2 currently. And Florida State will seek to win their ninth straight game against Miami. Got to imagine that is going to be a difficult task. It is a veteran club in Miami to say the least. And the guys they depend on, very specifically, redshirt senior, redshirt senior, redshirt junior, redshirt senior, redshirt sophomore. Very experienced, very talented, and uh, man, don't leave. Here's my advice: don't leave Charlie Moore open. <laughs> dude, dude can shoot it. Last meeting, FSU managed to win despite only scoring 65 points. Did not shoot the ball well. Had too many turnovers, but. We were able to come up big with big plays down the stretch on both ends of the floor. And, uh, you know, you think back on that, we did not do those things against Syracuse here, which led to that home loss, 63-60. So, also, I think back earlier in the year when we were losing games like this, we lost the 66-65 game to South Carolina, neutral side game, where we just didn't make plays down the stretch. And... I, again, I think that for Florida State, you've watched the seniors kind of lay, or the veteran players lay the groundwork for the young players to get their get, get their sea legs, figure it out. And I, I think uh, if you go back and look, 
Defensively, we did a very good job staying in front of Miami's guards. They're very quick. Uh, the, 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 those layups that you get back door when you're trying to stay out in front of a guy that we were able to do a good job of not overplaying the passing lanes. We were also, by the way, 25 to nothing to the good in bench points. That's insane. The Canes only used two of their bench players for more than eight minutes. Their starters logged at least 34 minutes each. Two very different styles of playing the game. Again, Miami will be, uh, to say the least, very, very motivated. Florida State playing well, filled with confidence. Do they have the energy, the legs to go win this game, third game in five days? And if you go back to, listen, Miami shot it pretty well here in that first game, 24-52, 46%. They shot 42%, almost 43% from, from, from three-point range, which is well above their average of 34.9%. They were 7 of 10 from the free-throw line, but here's where I think Florida State gained ground and began to turn the corner defensively. Miami was averaging 15 made free throws a game on 20 free throw attempts a game. They didn't get to the free throw line in that last game against Florida State. We kept them off the line. We were able to defend without fouling. And that's hard to do against a team as quick as Miami is. So they end up with 64 points instead of their average, which is 77.1. And... All of a sudden, again, you're talking about Florida State doing a lot of good things. Seniors leading the way, making winning plays over the final two minutes. It was the polite rebound uh, in which he got fouled and hit both free throws. And we followed it up with Malik Osborne hitting a big three to beat the shot clock from the wing. That put us up 63-61 at the time. And then, of course, we all know what happened for Florida State at the end. Raquan Evans coming up massive there, converting both free throws, gave us the 65-64 win, did it with 0.8 seconds on the clock. Uh, a glorious thing, and it's led to a win streak. So let's hope the momentum continues. If I uh, had to pick here, I don't think Florida State wins the game, but I wanted to start the hour touching on this because Florida State does have an eight-game win streak. And as I alluded to, on a libations Friday, you get to nine, all of a sudden the Platinum Bohica becomes a very real proposition. <clears throat> I want that Bohica. There was a question in the chat earlier. Has there ever been any consideration on building up to the Platinum Bohica? Like a silver? No. No. I, I want to... I, the Platinum Bohica, I want it to be elusive. I want these goals that you set to be, the, the, the bar to be very, very high. I don't want to settle for little prizes along the way. We're not doing that. No participation trophies here. You yeah. put it all on red. You don't spread it no, out. No, we're not spreading it out. We want to win and win big. I like winning big. You accomplish something at that point. You're saying, look what we did. Feel the weight of this accomplishment. Look at the size of this Platinum Bohica. The magnitude of what we just did. <laughs> so that's, that's where my head's at. Uh, and I would love to see it. I'm not negative, guys. Some of you think I'm not positive on this. I, I'm not negative. Look, it's, it's a long season. Young team, tired, three games, five days. Am uh, I negative? Just like I wasn't negative about storming the court. I was just pointing out it wasn't necessary. It wasn't mad. I have to reiterate these things, guys. I wasn't like over there in the corner going, look at these a-holes, embarrassing themselves. No, it's just like, all right, guys. 
lest we forget we're a program of significance. We win games like these all the time. At some point, it becomes standard fare. I mean, we've been better than Duke three of the last five years in the ACC. I mean, I, I don't know. Some, You know, like, we don't storm the floor when we beat Florida and other teams in basketball. We're kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's what we do. It's who we are. You get good enough and you win enough games, even against named opponents, that you just start to get used to it. That's That was my only point. Again, kids, have fun. Go crazy. I hope you enjoyed it. Whatever, man. I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm not the guy screaming. I'm not Coach K over here telling everybody how dangerous it is. I don't think it's dangerous at all. In fact, I'm pro-court storming. Uh, you know, and get ready for it. Here you go. I get my chance to say it. On the whole. <laughs> I I look around the landscape of college basketball, and I love a good court storming. When I see a huge upset, I go, look at that. Look at those kids. They're storming the court. Good for them. Jump up and down, kids. Have fun with that court storming. Stand in place and just jump up and down on the court. Yay, you guys. It's a lot of fun. It's just that. Those times that I'm for it and I see it and I celebrate it and I embrace it and I encourage it is when there's a real big upset. Uh, when you win another home game, because that's kind of what you do here at Florida State. I mean, what is it, 83 and 5 over the last five years? Like, teams, teams should storm the court here in Tallahassee when they beat us, like their parents and their friends in the stands, like 15 of them. If Duke would have won that game, they should have charged onto the floor to celebrate their victory. Unimaginable that they could roll in here at the TLC C and get a win. Their family should have been in tears. Coach K crying as he shakes Leonard's hand. I can't believe we did it at the TLC C. Let's take a picture. We won't, we won't get too many opportunities in this joint. These sons of bitches never lose here. Right here under the scoreboard, everybody. That's the that's who you should see charging the floor around here. Opposing teams shocked. Absolutely shocked beyond reason that they won a game on the road. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. That's what it is. If that if that were would have happened a couple of years ago, I think Grayson Allen's dad, who was sitting right in front of us, would have wow. punched some fans on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. That was amazing. The um, Grayson Allen dad story was Grayson Allen's dad story. He was a you could understand how Grayson Allen was a habitual line stepper. You could see like that dude had no choice but to be the ass face that he is. By the way, it is it's a it's a bold move to trip somebody. It's not quite the same as spitting on them. Because here's what I tell you. Like, you know, everybody who's ever played, right, whether they're pickup games, organized, both, here's the deal, right? You go, you play your game. Everybody knows there's there are fouls, and then there are things that are going to warrant a fight. So you get undercut. Somebody takes, you know, goes low on you as you go up for a dunk or a layup. You may want to pop up and punch that dude in the face, especially if you believe it to be intentional. Certainly nobody can spit on anybody. Uh, but tripping, uh, oh, testicle punching, that is, uh, you know, obviously can't have that. Chris Paul was forever slapping boys. I remember that? I mean, he. I mean, it's like three times in his career that he's gone to the old 
slappity do. That's an instant beatdown once you get your breath. Now, and that's where your teammates have to step in. Because if you get a slap to the boys and you go down, that's when shaka out. It's got to happen. Somebody's got to step in. Now, the, the, the other would be tripping, an intentional trip. Who's out here sticking their feet out tripping people like we're in third grade? We are kind of assuming and insinuating that Grayson Allen's dad might be in the same mold as Todd Marinovich's dad. Yeah. You would think that Grayson would know where that line is because his dad was ready to fight fans. Now, un- unsavory as those chants may have been mm. towards Grayson. There were some chants. There were some chants. <laughs> I-, I was disappointed by those chants because they started like three minutes into the game. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong necessarily <laughs> in the game. Well, later on, I think he did, didn't he? Well, that wasn't the game we were at where he where he pushes into uh, what's the CY? I can't remember. He one of our assistant coaches. So, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, that's just kind of that guy was a punk. We've not seen any such problem in the NBA for him. I think he knows that's a lights out proposition. That's a lights out proposition. Tripping grown ass men with their livelihood on the line ain't going to work out. I got picks to make. This has been a bludgeoning. My poor mom has lost overwhelmingly so. I don't think that's next segment. It will be the one after. But we will break here because we're going to segue from basketball to football. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 this ain't the hardest that i thought First class is free at Orange Theory Fitness. You will not regret it. You'll enjoy it. First class, always free. Find out what it's about. By the way, if you're a new member, say you decide to join. I think you will if you take that class. The first month is free, actually, with a purchase of a heart rate monitor. That is uh, a damn fine deal. If you're an active member, make sure you refer your friends who have been curious about it. You want to get them in there. You'll save some money on membership prices over the next three months. And I know that uh, 
they're always incentivizing that. But I, I'll just tell you, my experience has been a good one. I had to take a week and a half off with a strained calf, Matthew. Well, you, you know, I I enjoy going so much that I didn't want to risk further injury, and I didn't do it at Orange Theory. I did it playing basketball against my son. And, of course, I can't let him win. I can't let him win. But I, I need to be in sh- – so this is a catch-22 for me, right? I have to work out extra hard at Orange Theory now so that I have the wind to make sure I don't let him win. So we have wars in the driveway these days. I mean, it gets ugly. It's a little testy. It's a little testy. It's like Lakers-Celtics back in the 80s. There may be an occasional wayward bow. It happens. Maybe you go up for a rebound and you feel a little, little extra force in your lower back. I don't know. But we're not out here calling bitch fouls now. We're playing games. Let's go. So, you know, and he's gotten strong enough where it's it's a tough endeavor. It's a tough deal. So, okay, I gotta I gotta win the game. I'm still bigger and stronger, but not by much these days. He's 14, he's nearly six feet tall. It's happening. It's like I gotta and he can jump. So now I'm starting, I'm like, okay, well now here we go. And I went to cut I've already told people this, but I went to cut and my my calf said, No, you're not. You're not doing it. We know you want to go left. We know you're capable. We know you have the handles. We know you're harkening back to your 18-year-old self, but we're not 18, those of us down here in the right calf region. And so it just a shooting pain from the bottom of my calf through the hollow of the knee. I thought, oh, God, here it goes. But I think I just tore the sheath. So I've had to battle back and, uh, and slowly put pressure on it. But you know at Orange Theory Fitness, if you go there and while you're keeping yourself in shape, they've got options. You don't have to run or walk on the treadmill per se if that if that calf is bothering you. That's right. You could get on the bike. They've got this walking thing like the elliptical. You can do all kinds of stuff to try to keep your cardio going. But I took a week off and I miss it. I really do. Orange Theory Fitness, two locations in town. Go be the best you. More life, Orange Theory Fitness. It's true. I hurt my elbow the other day doing the uh, well, similar young, thing. But you're young. I was playing basketball with Sean. Sean's two. I pushed his head over because <laughs> he was trying to dunk on me. <laughs> hit my elbow on the dresser. Oh, yeah. Okay. You rehabbing it? Yeah, trying to. <laughs> Not in here. Not in my house. No. When does that start, by the way? There are the, no easy layups. The there competitiveness. No... I think he was, well, I mean, in fairness, you know, like, Shame on you if you're getting beat by like 10 and 11 year olds. So that can't happen. It's not competitive at that point. But I think around 13, I, I think he started to, he had a growth spurt where he went like from 5'7 to 5'10 or 5'11 in like a year. And it was, I think he was, he had just turned 12 or 13 or something like that. So he started, I, I could tell he started thinking, well, you know, the, the, the size advantage wasn't so distinct at that point anymore. And then I think when you begin to see your kids, kind of come into their own uh from athletically where they 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 don't look goofy like they they don't they're comfortable in their own skin they're comfortable in their body they're able to make um sort of adjustments on the fly like when you're throwing the football with your kid a long for a long time you'll see that they're just so awkward the idea of running jumping calibrating where the ball is and catching it coming down you know gracefully it's very difficult for kids, obviously. They're going through growth spurts. They're awkward. They're gangly. They're all those things. Well, when they start being able to kind of manipulate their body in the air and make 
like twisting catches. Then you'll start to see this confidence build. And when that happens, then they're ready to challenge. And I have a feeling that, that that's not going away anytime soon. And given that, you know, I'm 50 and he's 14, I mean, it won't be long. And he's practicing basketball every day because he made his middle school basketball team. So now he's practicing every day. And I'm very certain that uh, my time atop the hill is the king. Where I am, the court king. And I tell him about it. Undefeated. Now there have been some battles. And now my, my body parts are giving out. <laughs> I've had to hit some big shots. I've had to hit I've had to reach down deep in the cockles. I've had to figure it out and realize this is a big shot, Cameron. It's point game. We're it's ten to nine. You gotta we're going to eleven by ones. Gotta win by two. Don't miss this shot so that you have to go to twelve. His tendency is to go left. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta hit this shot. Luckily, because I've got meat on my bones, I can give him a little hip. It's enough to make him step back because he can't handle it. And then I got that little fade. And I'll talk to him while the ball's in the air. Ruthless. I'll be like, drawers. Give me the ball. Drawers. And you can just see that forlorn look on his face. He's actually got legitimately mad and walked in the house. Well, you. I hope you're proud. I'm 150 pounds. You're 220 pounds. What, what am I supposed to do? What? You going to cry? Check. You're supposed to defend. Yeah, that's what, what you going to do. It's always going to be somebody bigger. What are you going to do? All right, let's get to wagering with my mother. We'll do it in a second. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. <laughs> Gotta let that play on a Friday, baby. All right. I feel kind of bad. Uh, this really went south, took a turn for the worse for mom early this season, and it just really has never gotten better. She's never been able to find her footing. I think I was locked in and focused this year from the shocking upset from a year ago. I wasn't going to let it happen again. It's like you're that team it's, uh, you know, that you thought was destined to win a championship, somehow got upset. NC State or Villanova, something like that happens to you. You can come back even stronger the next year. You've got to make sure you get this championship. I feel like Green Bay's that way this year, maybe. Kansas City seems to be that way this too. Now, there are people that can do something about it, unlike my mom with me, if you would. She's got something for you, though. Okay. She's going to knock off your high horse. All right, let's go. Let's go. uh, Cue it up. And now for another edition of the Family Pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. Hello, Mama. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing all right. My calf is healing. I think I'm getting better. Oh, your calf? No, I don't think I knew about your calf. Yeah, I was just telling everybody on the air, I was playing Bryson basketball about a week and a half ago, and I strained my calf severely. Oh, well, yeah. see, I was just listening to you before we are, came on the air talking about uh, 
beating up on your on your son playing basketball and i was chuckling to myself because i was going you know what comes goes around comes around and oh yeah and that, that's what used to happen to you out in the driveway there as you were growing up with bob and um i don't know not bobby i don't think bobby ever played but maybe with aaron or whatever until you got bigger until you finally decided you weren't going to have it anymore and decided to knock his glasses off yeah no then i started getting physical when i got bigger than my stepdad and was like oh you bring it on now but well, well, bryce is not remember that with bryce because i have a feeling he's going to be bigger than you pretty soon we'll see we'll see i don't know i mean he yes he's going to be taller than me soon i think but i don't yeah. know about bigger oh, he well, no maybe not yeah. wise but uh well, he's he, he, but you know what? Don't feel bad for him. He's at the age where he's annoying. Uh, and, you know, listen, 14 and 15 year old kids kind of suck. So, what are you going to do? You know, they, they need to be humbled as often as possible. Yeah, well, that is true. I do remember that, that middle school age, as you know, I, I've said for years, was absolutely the worst age of you guys growing up. If I could have just skipped that part. <laughs> Especially seventh and eighth grade. Sixth wasn't so bad, but because you're still kind of young then. But seventh and eighth was just terrible. Yeah, eighth has been no fun. I think eighth has been the the tough one so far. Um, it gets to high school next year. It'll it'll start to get better. I really think high school's fun. We'll see. Uh, he he doesn't get the benefit <laughs> of the doubt as of right now. Oh lordy! So, mom, I think you lost the games to me again last week. I did. I lost both of them. I you know. I don't even think you were close. Didn't you take New England? I did, and you know what? I must have been. I must have had a small lapse in whatever. I don't know, because as I was watching that game, I must say though, I have never seen. And I think I told you to you maybe one time when we spoke between the games. I, I, I don't ever remember seeing a New England team that looked as inept as that team did against Buffalo. I mean, I was shocked. Yeah, well, they were trending sort of in the wrong direction late in the year, and that's somewhat why I was surprised that you picked them. Uh, I thought Mac began to look like a, a, a young quarterback uh, late in the year. He started looking like he'd hit a wall. They don't have a ton of weapons, and they did. Now, the one thing I'll, I'll completely agree with you on, I don't think they looked like they cared to be there. No, and I just, you know, I kept thinking because – you know, Belichick is such a good coach, and he always makes adjustments and things. And, I mean, I just kept thinking they were going to do something to turn it around. I mean, and they just never did. I mean, they just looked terrible. I, I, I was – I really – it didn't surprise me that they lost, but it surprised me how badly they lost. And the fact that I don't think um, – Buffalo even had to punt. No, they didn't. They set a record. They seven consecutive drives in which they scored. The only time that they didn't score, they took a knee to end the game. Yeah, now that's just kind of embarrassing. Well, it's humiliating. But this is what can happen when you get old in a hurry and slow. And Buffalo is athletic and young and hungry and angry and talented. And if you think about it, the Patriots have been a bully in that division for 20-plus years. Yeah. So when somebody comes along and has an opportunity – to lay the wood, and to do it in a way that is a resounding message about where you now are and where we now are, you know they're going to do it. I mean, they're, they're going to be ruthless in their effort to send the message that you're no longer the guy. I mean, New England has been the bully forever, and they finally were on the wrong end of a playground ass-kicking. And they're, they're having to probably now confront that reality. I would think if I'm Bill Belichick, the number one thing that stood out to me in that game, beyond the fact that Buffalo is – 
immensely talented and, and, and deeper and, and faster, is the speed element. I mean, New England looks slow. They just yeah. looked so slow in that game. And I'm watching that thinking, well, they got down early. They knew they weren't going to win. They checked out. That's not a good sign. you got veteran players deciding, yeah, let's just get this over with. And then B, they weren't really equipped to do much about it. It's one thing to say, okay, let's adjust. But slow is slow. <laughs> and that, yeah, you, yeah. you can adjust if you want to, but you're still slow. Yeah. And that's what they looked like. Well, it was really surprising to me, and so I definitely learned a lesson in that one. And then the other game that we had different, was that the 49ers, maybe? Yeah, I had the Niners winning against the Cowboys in Dallas. Dallas is a bunch of choke artists, and they were the second leading uh, in terms of penalties uh, on the season. uh, You know, they they were a team that were penalized over ten times a game on the regular, and then they would bitch about officiating. That's never a good sign if forever you're complaining about officiating. And then, number two... uh, McCarthy's a bad coach, and they were ill-prepared. You, you know that from all the pre-snap penalties. You can't have pre-snap penalties at home. It was not like they were on the road. So yeah. it's just, they just they don't play smart. Uh, and, and, and San Francisco's physical. They're well-coached. They're going to run the football. If Jimmy G wasn't average to poor, they would have blown Dallas out. Yeah, I, um, yeah I, that can, Jimmy G concerns me. Uh, <laughs> This week, for sure. He concerns 49er fans, too. <laughs> I know, I know, because I, I think if they did have a really good quarterback, they could be scary. Yeah, and, you know, the weirdest thing with him, now he is playing hurt. I don't want to give him a complete pass because he is up and down. But remember, I mean, he is a guy that has been the quarterback for San Francisco when they went to the Super Bowl and they oh. came within a, within a couple of drives of beating Kansas City. Right. Oh, I know that, and he can. I mean, he can play well, and so Lord knows I want him to this weekend because I don't want Green Bay to win in in the worst way. But I just, I, I just think they will. Yeah, I do too. I do yeah. too. Um, I, uh, so all right, I'm definitely picking picking Green Bay. Not that it matters, but I, I'm still, I'm still picking. Well, let's start with the first game, which I think is a great game. And your favorite player in the league comes back for said game, and that is Derrick Henry, going to start for the Titans in this game against the Bengals. I really love Joe Burrow. I really like that Cincinnati team. I think they're a fun team to root for. I think the run ends here. I'm going to take the Titans, who are getting healthy at the right time. Who did you take? I take Tennessee as well. I really do like Tennessee, and I'm thrilled that Derrick Henry's coming back. And I think Cincinnati's got some injuries, too. It seems to me I heard somewhere on one of my, you know, those sports shows I was listening to that they've got a couple of, I don't know if it's on the offensive line or the defensive line, but they've got some injuries, and so that won't help. It won't, and... The offensive line is an area for them that it's a bit of a weakness to begin with. So they haven't always been able to protect Joe Burrow in the way that you need to, and he's been hit quite a bit. And he's also gutsy, so he'll hold the ball an awfully long time too, and so he's partly responsible. I admire how brash and tough he is, but uh, playoff football, you cannot be back there getting hit, especially when you've had some knee issues. So I worry about him in this game. San Francisco and Green Bay, you took Green Bay. Should be a fun game. I will, I will give you one nugget. I also take Green Bay here. But but one thing to note, the Packers are not great against the run, and the 49ers are one of the best rushing teams in football. So you might get a better game than maybe we suspect. We think. Yeah. Well, I hope they run the hell out of the ball then, because I'll tell you right now, I am I am really rooting against Green Bay. Of I course. Just, I really, really 
And because, and well, of course, we have to win. But if we did... We would host the 49ers. That's right. That'd just be a thing of beauty. It would. Uh, that's the game that's next. And it's the game that, obviously, we're all concerned about, Mom. I, I think the game has trended in the wrong direction uh, for Tampa Bay. Wirfs did show up to practice today without a boot. That's good news. Uh, had his helmet with him, was ready to go. Uh, they're not going full pads and hitting, but he was there to practice. And, and, and that means he's going to play. But he and Jensen are both not right. And, of course, you've already got the lost weapons of Godwin and A.B. And so I really kind of feel like it's the Rams' time. They anted up the way we did a year ago. They're healthy at the right time. They're angry, and they've got a very stout defensive line against a injury-riddled Bucks team that I do think is going to struggle to protect Tom Brady. I'll take the Rams. I know. I actually, well, in our little pool that we have that, you know, John's doing, <laughs> that thing where I, I, I'm really not good with the whole – Bread and points and all that kind of stuff is very confusing to me. But, um, well, it's not really confusing, but I just, I don't like to pick against the spread because I like to pick the team that I want to win. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean you can't do that with the spread, and right. that really bothers me. So, yeah. But anyway, I agree with you. I um, It's really hard for me, though, to pick against Tampa Bay. So since it's just you and me and it doesn't really matter, I'm taking my bucks. Well, I hope you win. I hope you win going away. Oh, my God, me too. Now, in that other pool, I did take the Rams, but I'll tell you right now, I hope I lose that game big time. You saw your son in week number one of said pool went yes, undefeated. I did. I said, look at that. You got every single <laughs> every single one right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Bills at Chiefs in the game of the weekend. That is a game, isn't it? I'm telling you right now, before you even tell me who you're taking, I'm taking Buffalo. I like it. Mom says it with gusto. I do. I after I'm going to tell you after seeing what they did. Now I know they're playing Kansas City. They're not playing New England. But I'm just telling you right now. I think that Josh Allen made a believer out of me, and that defense looked really serious. And I I really think they can beat Kansas City. Yeah, they can beat Kansas City. They absolutely can beat Kansas City. I've struggled with this game back and forth all week long. I am tempted to take Buffalo as well, uh, partly because Kansas City, as good as they are, seems to, on the regular, get off to a slow start. And I think that if they get off to a slow start in this game, they're going to lose. Uh, I want this to be the epic matchup that it seems to promise to be with these two quarterbacks playing at such a high level, and both of the teams are talented and well-coached. It's a toss-up game in my mind. I'll take Kansas City narrowly to win on a last-second field goal. I want you to get the game right because I'd rather see Buffalo win, frankly. I really – me too. I really do. I, I And I think playing at Kansas City does give them maybe a touchdown. I do think it's hard to play there and the noise and, you know, everything else. But I just um, – another thing, too, going back to that Green Bay game – I think it's going to be – I think they said six degrees. I don't know what the wind chill is and. 13 or 15 mile per hour gust that's oh man that's just terrible it would suck to both attend and or play in that game <laughs> i know it i can't even imagine i mean those green bay people they are really diehard fans yeah uh to say the I mean, least that game the other day in buffalo was another one i'm thinking holy smokes look at those people <laughs> Yeah, made me, made me not want to live at either one of those places. Yes, I yeah, know it. Yeah. Oh, my word. Hardy folks. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know what you should do, Mom? What you should do, real quick before we go. What? I won't say because I don't want everybody to know exactly where you live, 
But right down from you, where you are, is that wonderful little uh, Italian uh, joint that uh, the owners are all from Buffalo and have Buffalo Bills paraphernalia all over the walls. I should go in there. You're dead. There you go. I'm really pulling for them. There you go. Well, not just go in there. Get you a tall, cold one and watch the game with them. Oh, yeah, that's true. You really should. Is that the night game? That's the night game, yeah. Oh, that would be kind of fun. Oh, that place, you you have to get there early. Cause, I might not even be able to get in that place. I know. There's a place down there, Mom. You know the one I'm talking about. You I absolutely do. You, I absolutely do. Yeah, those people are true blue Buffalo fans, and every time I'm down visiting you when I swing in there to get food to go, I'm always so impressed. I mean, they've got Bill's stuff from way back in the 70s and 80s all the way to now. It's like those people are for real. Yeah, they really, really are. And, you know, it's funny. One of the guys that um, we get some food from a company delivered here every couple of weeks, and the guy that delivers, his name is Dave, and he's from upstate New York, and he's a huge Buffalo fan. <laughs> and he, when he delivered the other day on Monday, he had his Buffalo, <clears throat> Buffalo hat on, and I, was, I said to him, oh, my Lord, I'm really rooting for your team this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So excited. There you go. Mama, I love you. I'll talk to you later. All right. I love you, too. Have a great weekend. Go Bucks. Okay. Go Bucks. Bye. Bye. Yeah, there's a cool restaurant down from where my parents live. And it, I, I went in there by chance one time uh, to get a pizza to go. And she's like, oh, those people are really cool. And they've got a lot of local beers. And usually the games are on. You'll love it. Go in there. So I go in there, sit down, get a beer. Guy behind the counter starts chit-chatting me up. I start talking to him a little bit. And, I mean, he's got an autographed uh, jersey for – oh, he's got well. He had Kelly. He had Thurman Thomas. He had all of these great bills. Uh, there were, I mean, I want to say like six different signed jerseys specific to the place. So I was like, well, this is awesome. And we started talking. I love, listen, one thing's for sure, and if you've listened to this show over the years, you know. I could hate your team, but love the hell out of you rooting for them. And, and, and I don't hate the bills. Tom thinks I do, but I don't. Uh, I love passionate people. Reasonable, passionate people who are diehard about their teams and root for them, and through the tough times, and 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 you know the good and the bad, right? Because that is like the universal language of fandom. Yeah, you hate the Eagles, but you're happy for me when they won the Super. Bowl. I was really happy for you when they won the Super Bowl, and you know the Braves won the World Series. I'm indifferent about the Braves, but I was really happy for Corey. Very happy. <laughs> you, you not so much. Not as, as much. Fan. Not yeah. as much. But I have. You know, we you know somebody in every walk of life that that roots for. I've got a friend who is you know obviously I've got I got a family member that is a a bull gator. Now, I hate the University of Florida, but when they've won something specific to him, I've been happy for him, not them, him. And that really tests the boundaries of love right there. That is that is the depths of. But uh, I would tell you. I would be happy because I know, for example, Bills fans are some of the best fans in the world of any sport, anywhere, any team. I know that. If they win and they get, let's say they they move on and they go and get to the Super Bowl, I'm going to be so nervous for them because the pain of, of their failures, that's all you're going to hear about. That is all you're going to hear about. I mean, they're going to have to, and they know that, they know that. They're going to have to hear that leading up to the Super Bowl 
And I know this game is not to get to the Super Bowl, but you're one game away at that point, and you're going to hear, can this be the one? Will this be the time? I just, that's a lot of weight, man. That is tough. How many tables get broken if they make it to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Did you see that one from this weekend? Yeah, dude, that was oh my executed God. perfectly. That guy executed that perfectly. Yeah. Come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Wrapping it up. I got some games. I got some games. We'll do it. We all got games, right? North Florida Payroll Services locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. A couple of things before you hit it. Before you hit it, let me give you a quick overview here. Uh, So far, best teams against the spread in college basketball as we move forward. You can check this out on the College Sportsbook. We posted a video today on YouTube. I did that early this morning with Matthew. Auburn leads the way. Auburn has been simply fantastic against the number uh, this year. 12-3 and against the spread as a favorite. 9-2 and against the spread at home. So, just so you know. Pretty impressive. The others on that list, if you want to fade them moving forward, Middle Tennessee is 11 and 2 against the spread, Wisconsin 12 and 3, Oakland 12 and 4, Fresno State 11 and 4, Toledo 12 and 5, Louisiana Tech 9 and 3. If you think that they come back down to earth and you want to fade, those are the teams you're going to want to circle there. Or if you think they continue to ride high, Auburn's not surprising anybody anymore because they have risen to a place where obviously everybody knows just how good they are. Worst teams against the spread so far. Pacific has not won a game against the spread. <laughs> Thanks for the 0 and 12 or 1 and 12. What I have it wrong. 1 and 12. Sorry Pacific. You did win the one. But the others that have gone uh, a terrible direction for you. And I must say many of these teams if you're wagering on them, you are truly a sporting guy or gal. Drake, Idaho State, Wright State, North Dakota, Northern Kentucky, North Dakota State, Southern Utah. Again, who's riding them at this point? Hopefully nobody. Uh, that's a toughie. So if you're looking for underdogs, top teams against the spread so far this year as underdogs, Monmouth is 6-0. and Idaho, Towson State, K-State, New Mexico, Chicago State. If you're looking for ranked teams on the road versus unranked teams, well, I'm not going to help you here. Let's go with best teams on the over. 12 and over to the over. 12 and 1 to the over is Delaware, Northern Iowa, East Carolina, North uh, Eastern, Bowling Green, UMass, Alabama, and Oregon, all with stunning records. ATS to the over. Is that that's minutes? Yes. By the way, best unders team, Eastern Illinois, 12-1-0 for the under. Get these stats. They are 85th in offensive efficiency and points per game. 
They are also 286th in tempo. That's how you arrive pretty consistently as the under. And then from their worst conference, Power 5, so far this year against the spread. Worst is the ACC. How about that? Those numbers when you said them on the video this morning were shocking how bad they've been. 91, 118, and 2. The best against the spread so far this season as a conference is the Big 12. 73, 60, and 4. Your number's there. All right. Uh, quickly, a wager. You got one? I got one. Cue it. Hey, Big Daddy. Having some red rushes tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Big Daddy's done it again. Red Russians all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. All right. Wrestling back and forth with this, but I'll take Tennessee Titans lay the three and a half against the Bengals. I know. Say it ain't so, Jeff. And I also like the Rams getting the points against the Bucks. I already gave you the two-team teaser that I'm on at this point. There's also some fun bets here if you'd like. Two-point conversion prop bet over under for the weekend. More than one and a half or less. Two-point conversion attempts. Total for the games this weekend. One and a half is the number. Over. You go over, it's plus 170. Kind of fun to look at. Any game going into overtime in the divisional round. What do you think the no is? No would be minus 250. Minus 190. It's not a bad value, actually. How about a defense or special teams touchdown in any of the games? Defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown. I mean, if Stafford doesn't play well, the Bucks have a chance. Put the number at one and a half. I'd go under on that. Yeah. The under is minus 190. All right. Those are your wagers. You got one you're taking a side on? Um, I would lean towards the under on Buffalo, Tennessee. Okay. I mean, you mean Tennessee, Cincinnati? What did I say? Buffalo, Tennessee. Yeah, Cincinnati, Tennessee. Okay. That's fair. Should be a fun game. Good work out of you all week long, brother. Thanks to all of you for watching on WarChant TV. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Thanks to you uh, who contributed, and thanks to those who you will listen on 93.3. Be well, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.